This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show with David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam from Thrive Financial Services, who have been featured on Fox, ABC, NBC, The Wall Street Journal, and more. Saving for retirement is a great start, but it's what you do with this money that really matters. What's your strategy to reduce taxes, generate income in retirement, reduce your risk, and get even more from Social Security? This is where you can count on straightforward and objective advice about how you can make your money go a lot further in retirement. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Now, here are your hosts, David, Karen, and Brett, along with Joe Krause. Welcome in, everyone, to another edition of Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show with David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam. I'm Joe Krause, David and Karen. Not with us today, but Eric Schuster and Mandy Snyder will uh, be here with uh, you today, Brett, to deliver what will be another informative show at a time when the listening audience is craving for the right information. That's it. And uh, AKA Mr. Nostradamus is not with us today. Um, <laughs> yeah, David, right. David read his letter from four years ago, and it's amazing the uh, the feedback we got from the listening audience related to that. It was two big things that I actually heard, heard from a couple listeners this past week uh, about how amazing David's article was that he had written four years ago about talking about where we're at today and how much of that stuff really came true. And you know the second thing that people were blown away with last week? What's that? Ostriches don't put their head in the sand. Yeah. They lay flat. Yeah. I had some pretty crazy conversations this week <laughs> so about the ostrich putting their head in the sand. I was like, so, so. Shout out to Karen for yeah, looking that up on last week's show. Yeah, I was like, I'll be damned. Like, we've been thinking about ostriches. I'm like, how the hell do they even do that? But you know what the question came? It's how the hell does an ostrich lay flat at the end of the day? Because that's what the, the impact was. But, but nevertheless, um, it's, it's funny. A, a, another listener said, um, how come you guys aren't going to put anything out about the uh, Silicon Valley um, bank collapse? And I'm like, time out. I was like, did you listen to our radio show? Literally, we may have been the first institution to even talk about it, A. And then B is what he didn't realize was that they had uh, opted out of our commentary. It comes out every week. So there are some people that our feedback that we get week in and week out is it's awesome that you guys are keeping us up with everything that's going on. Because what you're going to hear on today's show is you got to be careful of what you hear. And yeah. everybody has a stinking opinion. And when you hear about how social media, because what's different now say from like year 2000 or 2008. 2008 had it, but what, what's different even today is even how much more faster information travels. And then even how much more and new dynamic hedge strategies are out there from the banking. It's almost like, it's just like the IRS rules. It's like they change a rule. And then all the people smarter than the people that made the rules, just go figure out how to go reaccomplish the same rules. And then we started to see all the dominoes. And what's crazy, and it's words that sometimes we use on the show is, Houston, we have a problem. So last week we were talking about one bank. Now we're up to four. One week later, we had Credit Suisse over in Europe. We had Silicon Valley Bank. Everyone getting all the headlines on that one. A bank up in New York called Signature Bank. And then First Republic Bank is who's making the most news today. Mm -hmm. And what you're seeing is you got people out there saying, we can't be bailing the banks out. We got to send a message. And then the other people are like, are you kidding me? Like, you have to bail banks out in the middle of a crisis. There's no other choice. And then you start thinking about it. How many times do banks have problems when the economy's healthy? They don't. 
So it's like, let the banks collapse when things go bad. But the only times they collapse is when the market has gone in not good spots. So it becomes an oxymoron where it's like, do I let them collapse? You let them stay afloat? And nevertheless, what you're seeing is the government, yet again, now trying to gain confidence of having people stay in where they're at, saying, we're just going to bail everybody out again. I mean, that's literally what's happening right now, is all the banks are being bailed out again. Um, I know we're going to talk about a couple interesting uh, different topics today. I want to... Uh, First, turn it over to uh, Mr. Eric Schuster. Excited to uh, to, uh, to have some fun on the show again, Gay. He always has some awesome topics. And what do you share with the listening audience what we're going to talk about today, sir? Yeah, so just like in the banking world, what we have seen is you really need to be careful about where your money is at and be careful of the companies and what they are doing with it. Um, so unlike banks, insur- or just like banks, insurance companies are also holding very large sums of money. They take that money in, they invest it themselves, and that's how they make profits. So just as careful now as people are with where they're, what bank they might be using, you really need to be very careful if you have life insurance out there, if you have annuities out there, as to what insurance companies you are using, because they are just as susceptible to these type of failures as we're seeing in the banking industry. Yeah, and I think in, in, uh, when he's going to go deep into his block next, he's going to be talking about some great opportunities that are out there that I'm excited for our listening audience to hear um, as well. And back with us today as well is Miss Mandy Snyder. What are yeah, you going to be talking about here. today? Absolutely. Glad to have you. I am similarly going to talk about the importance of managing your cash and advocating for yourself because these big institutions, they're advocating for their own interests. So you have to advocate for yourself. How do you do that? That's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, I'll tell you what's it's interesting that we may have had more calls this week than we did when COVID was going on during February of March of 2020 because people are scared right now. Yeah, right? they are. It's like, where's the confidence at? Like You know, uh, you mentioned social media. There's, there's the post... <laughs> then there's the interpretation. Yep. Then the interpretation becomes the narrative. Then the narrative becomes the truth. And before you consume the narrative, it's distortion. Right. That's a- and that's the process of the way it works. Yet we, and I put myself in that category, we become gullible to that information. That's it. And as much as we pride ourselves with the alphabet soup we have after our name here at the firm and how how excited we are to help people day in and day out with just pulling the numbers together and, and just saying, hey, just, just look at the numbers right there. Like, you're going to be okay. But sometimes that's not enough because you can have 10 people that have the exact same makeup of assets and social security in the same age. But you know what's different? They all think of money differently. And when you talk about what's really changed dynamically over the last couple of years is this thing called mental health. And uh, I was actually speaking with uh, one of our uh, participants on the radio show last year, Mr. Joe Casey, Mr. Money Psychiatrist, where I spoke with him. We were going to get him back on the show, I believe, next month, because I believe there's probably no better time than right now is to really start talking about those those things um, as well. But when you really start talking about uh, social media, and even the media in general. And again, hey, I love talking about Eagles talk, and I can watch that because those opinions are only going to take you so far. But my God, you turn on Washington Post, you turn on New York Post, you listen to CNN, you listen to Fox, you listen to Jim Cramer. Like, you know what you learn? Everybody's got an opinion. 
And then you're always going to find someone that has an opinion the same as yours. And then all of a sudden you get even that more extreme. Like, oh my gosh, this person finds it too. But then don't forget, there's 90 other percent of the people on the other side saying, relax and let's stay with a more rational approach. And I think that's a little bit of today's show is trying to loosen up a little bit of letting those emotions just get away because emotions can, it's why we talked about how the, why the modern portfolio theory is dead is because people emotionally in the middle of a crisis, like a bear market, modern portfolio series says, never sell. Yeah, people's emotions take in. You are going to sell. Or just like the, I'll, I'll keep names off of social media, but you look at Silicon Valley of what just happened last week. One big person that people respected made a post, and people just pulled money out and pulled money out and pulled money out and pulled money out. And that's some of those dominoes that you're having right now. And so I think we want to talk a little bit of staying rational, um, not emotional with all those. And yeah, feel free real quick, Eric. Go ahead. Fire away. Yeah, I mean, it's all about staying rational here and understanding the risks you are taking. We used to think banks were safe. Cash was safe. Insurance companies are safe. There's, they, nothing can go wrong with these companies. It's far from the truth. That's it. That's yeah. no longer the case in today's world. So you just need to prepare yourself, educate yourself, and find out where is your money and who's holding it? That's it. And if you find yourself second-guessing yourself, if you find yourself full of emotion, full of anxiety, maybe even depression, my ask is give us a call, 215-798-9088. And let's just have a conversation, whether as David calls it a virtual cup of coffee or coming into one of our offices just to sit down to bring some of that anxiety down. Because when I'm starting to hear people, six, 10, $15 million, people that we're talking to each and every day as well, panicking, Things have changed. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. A reminder, as we get into the commercial break, you'll hear messaging for upcoming workshops. Go to thrivefinancialservices.com. Get educated, get registered. Back in a moment. Here are two opportunities to get educated and get registered for upcoming workshops on March 21st at the Medford Village Country Club and then on March 22nd at the William Penn Inn. Starting time for both workshops is 6 p.m. Get educated, get registered. Go to thrivefinancialservices.com. That's March 21st at the Medford Village Country Club, March 22nd at the William Penn Inn. Register at Thrive financialservices.com and welcome back everyone to this edition of roadmap to retirement the radio show we thank everybody uh, for tuning in we really appreciate our listening audience tuning in weekly uh, to roadmap to retirement the radio show eric schuster mandy snyder and brett elam uh, delivering our conversation today eric you're up my friend thank you there joe so what I want to talk about today was what is changing in the insurance world and what is causing that change. And what has happened over the past year is we've seen interest rates increase. It has had effects all across the markets. We've seen it with the banks. It's caused pressure on the bank's balance sheet. It's going to start causing pressure on the insurance company's balance sheet. And there's been other ramifications in the financial worlds. But one thing it has had an effect on is if you have an existing annuity contract. So... Annuity companies, for the most part, make a lot of their money off of treasuries, right? They take in a lot of people's money, they issue out policies, and they invest that money in treasuries. That's how they profit. So back when interest rates were near zero, these insurance companies were not able to profit off of new business as much as they were before when interest rates were much higher. So when they made an insurance contract, an annuity, 
they would have much worse offers to people because they couldn't make as much money off of it. So they had to worsen the offer being made. So whether you're getting into an annuity for a growth type mindset, or if you're getting into one for an income stream down the road, those numbers you're going to receive back and the returns you're going to get in your investment were going to go down because the insurance company couldn't make a strong offer to you because interest rates were too low for them to profit. So what has changed over the past year is insurance companies can now make more money. So they're able to profit more off bringing in new cash. So they are making stronger offers with annuity contracts. So just to give you an example, if you had an income annuity, the most important number on an income annuity is how much income will you give me every year for the rest of my life? That is why you got into that contract. You gave the insurance company a sum of money in exchange for a guaranteed income stream for the rest of your life. Now, if you entered a contract even just two years ago, four years ago, eight years ago, the exchange that was made, let's just say you put several hundred thousand dollars into one and they promised you X dollar amount for the rest of your life. That may be low compared to what they'd be willing to give you today. So now's a very good time to review all of your insurance and annuity products because there's a very good chance there's going to be an annuity company out there willing to beat the current annuity you have. Because again, if you're in an income annuity, the only number that really matters, how much money will you give me for the rest of my life? So we've had numerous clients come to us with these type of contracts. And we're able to go out to the marketplace and find them better offers who will beat their current contract and guarantee them more money for the rest of their lives. So now is one of those really good times to really review Go through your insurance lineup, whether it's annuities for income, growth, whatever it might be, and get a better understanding is, is there something better out there today than back then when I got this into this contract? Uh, and the other aspect of this too is, if you are in an annuity, let's say a few years ago, someone sold this to you. You're not too sure exactly what it is. You're not really sure why you got into it. Looking back, you're kind of curious as to why you even made this decision. Now is a really good time to review that annuity because there might be some really good opportunities to get out of it. So there's always a surrender fees. I'm sure you're looking at this statement and they give you accumulation values, account values, death values, surrender values. There's all these numbers everywhere. But right now, you no may... No wonder why people don't understand their annuities. Exactly right. <laughs> so right now is a really good time to really go back and maybe there's opportunities to get out of a contract or get a better understanding of your current contract. Because insurance companies will actually, in certain situations, cover your surrender charge. So even though you may have bought a contract three years ago and there's still a penalty if you want to get out, get it reviewed. So if you ever want to come in, 215-798-9088, bring your annuity contracts. Maybe you're not sure what it is. Maybe you do understand what it is, but you want to see if there's something better out there. But now's a really good time to go out, find the information, we have the resources. We have insurance underwriters that we work with that can review your contract, let you know if it's a quality contract, or if you maybe need to start looking out of it. Yeah, you know, it's a good point. I'm, th I'm sitting here thinking, you know, it's, it's almost like um, uh, our automotive insurance or our homeowner's insurance, you know, which is why DelVal yeah, is it. so important. That's it. We, we sign up for it, and then we forget about it. Right. And it auto renews and auto renews and auto renews. Not anymore because I use Delval. Yeah. But I'm saying the point is to your point. Maybe yeah. maybe you 
purchased something or did something with an annuity and now you've lost track about what the meaning is so and a lot of times you feel trapped because you see surrender penalties they almost scare you to get out of these contracts don't listen to it find the information let us under let you understand all the options out there because it's not you're not trapped there's gonna be solutions if this is not the right product or the right solution for you and the other side of this too is that was really looking at the contract itself but you also have to look at the company you're dealing with. You have to be extremely careful of who you're doing business with. You gave a company a very large sum of money in a lot of instances, and they're holding that money. They promised you to get it back to you at some point in the future, whether it's through an income stream, whether it's through interest down the road, whether it's through growth of that annuity contract. But it's only a contract. It's only a promise. You better hope the money's actually going to be there for you five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. So we also have to be very careful of the companies you are using. And we not only need to review the contract you're in, but also the company you're in business with. Because understanding what is their rating systems, how is their balance sheet looking? Is it, do they have a healthy balance sheet? Will they be able to handle all of their future liabilities? Because on their books, you are a liability to them. So what you need to make sure is understand the companies you're dealing with. We're seeing it right now in the banking world where people thought cash was safe. People thought you put money in the bank, it's always going to be there. That's not the case. The bank doesn't actually have your cash in-house at all times. They bring the money in and they bring the money right back out the end of the back door because they're investing that money. Insurance companies do the same thing. When you give them money, they are not keeping that in a safe downstairs. <laughs> they are going out. They are, buying, they are buying bonds. They're buying treasures. They're buying things in the marketplace. Interest rates go up. A lot of those vehicles they've been investing in have gone down in value significantly. So you really need to get a good understanding of the insurance companies you're dealing with. You know, you know it's interesting hearing what Eric's saying right there is there's a lot of people out there in the insurance space that they may only hold an insurance license. So you may be hearing this like, ah, I just need to go run back to the person who sold me my annuity because let me tell you what they're going to put you right back into, an annuity. You know why? It's the only thing they have available. Right. So talking about maybe talk to about that, the importance, because sometimes it's not the annuity. Maybe it's making sure that, again, we pride ourselves on not being in the Neapolitan factory. I don't want to be that guy to be vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry. We're all about Baskin-Robbins at the end of the day. You may like peach. You may like mint chocolate chip. So maybe speak to that a little bit. That is, is life changes, situations change, so forth and so on. The importance of, hey, if you're having that existing annuity and maybe you're thinking about it, why you want to work with somebody that's a holistic at the end of the day? If you no, that's maybe a really good point. We see it so often is people might buy an annuity 10 years ago, 12 years ago. Back then, it made sense. Their situation may have been different. Maybe they needed this income stream. Maybe they needed this type of protection. Things change. Fast forward 10 years, maybe you don't need that annuity. Maybe it doesn't make the most sense for your retirement to hold this annuity throughout your entire retirement. Because as we get into the different aspects of it with tax planning, with retirement planning, investment planning, it's going to change over time. So what may have been suitable for you 10 years ago may not be suitable today. And right now in the environment we're in, there's going to be options to get out of contracts if you're not happy with them or if you think there could be better things for you. How many times have you seen this scenario? I'm sure you, me, Mandy, David, Karen, someone sold an annuity five, seven, 10 years ago. It's an income annuity. And then they come in 
and you're like, why the heck do you have an income annuity about the last thing that you need yeah. mm-hmm. is more income. Just another reason. And maybe right. expand upon that of how many times we've seen that of, of just so many different times in life where you think, and when you're only dealing with a silo, that's the problem is speaking about the importance of a holistic planning approach mm-hmm. where people jam you into a product versus saying, how does this product fit into my overall plan? And that's what we see and what people lack. And all they do is concentrate on one thing with total disregards. If you're looking at A, you need to be thinking about B, C, D, and E at the end of the day. So maybe, maybe just uh, wrap up on that piece, if you don't mind. Yeah, it's very important because a lot of people, they kind of view it in a silo. They think they need income in retirement. What am I going to do? Where's my next paycheck coming from? So they went out and they got an income annuity. It sounded great, right? Guaranteed paycheck the rest of your life. Now, when we look at their situation, we do go through that review and look at all their income sources. They have a pension. You have two Social Security checks. You have a really good 401k plan. You have RMDs coming down the road. You don't need this income annuity. More income is the last thing you need. Because the one thing is, with an income annuity, what it doesn't protect against is inflation. That's right. You turn that thing on, it's the same amount for the entire li- your entire lifetime. So maybe what you need in retirement isn't an income stream today, but maybe it's an inflation hedge for later on. You're not going to get that in your current contract. So again, 215-798-9088. See if what was suitable back then is still suitable today for you. Because as we know, things will always change and things have changed. It's all about the whole, it's all about the entire picture though, isn't it? You silo things, man. And it's hard. Yeah, no, it is. Because you know what everyone's looking forward to in retirement, right? They want to become a financial planner. Well, I mean, you know, listen, I'm a listener. I listen, I listen to Eric say, hey, you don't need that income. It's like, wait, what do you, what do you, what do you mean? I want money. I want, I, I want an income stream. So without understanding the details, very difficult uh, sometimes to see past and understand the reason and if why. You're, and if you're a radio listener, you know what I'm getting ready to say is right. You're going to hear a show or two or three or five or ten over the weekend that's going to be saying, uh, we got your go-go years, no-go years, slow-go years. Uh, you go put all your money in an annuity because you can't. You're going to hear infomercial after infomercial after mm-hmm. infomercial after infomercial about buy this product, buy this product, buy this product. And they, what do they pry on? Your emotion. Mm-hmm. They pry on your emotion, and you then all of a sudden make an emotional decision, and then it's rational, and it's a pain in the butt to unwind it. It's the importance of why you need to deal with somebody that's looking at the whole picture. All right. Good stuff. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Eric, nice job on your uh, segment. We'll get to our commercial break. Remember, as we go into the break, a reminder on two upcoming workshops for next week. Go to thrivefinancialservices.com and get registered. On the other side, Mandy Snyder will join us back in a moment. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. And welcome back, everyone, to another edition of Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. We thank everybody for being with us today. Eric Schuster, Mandy Snyder, and Brett Elam on the other side of our uh, upcoming break. Brett Elam uh, will join us and bring us home. But first, Mandy Snyder will join us. Mandy, how are you? I'm fine, Joe. Hey, thanks again for having me here. Always nice to have you in the room. Um, You know, what's going on right now with SVB, Credit Suisse, First Republic, and the banking situation as a whole really highlights the need for true financial planning. 
Uh, Jamie Hopkins, who published, he's published in dozens of financial educational legal journals. He's also a regular contributor to Forbes, Investment News, Market Watch. He recently talked about this. He said, look, what we're seeing is the challenge of the fundamental trust of these institutions. So it's highlighting the conflicts within the system that we're seeing, at, you know, the dominoes kind of starting to fall because of these conflicts. So there are basic things that we should, that really should have been happening all along, uh, you know, if you were doing real financial planning. But the conflicts at the banking and other levels that hold our cash occur because, look, their role, like Eric was saying, their role is to gather cash deposits as much as possible. Just like you pointed out, it, it doesn't necessarily protect their customers. So, you know, when we go to the bank, you know, and our account values go beyond $250,000, for example. You know, the bank itself doesn't say, hey, you know what you should do? Go take the rest, go to the bank across the street and put the rest of that in, in that bank so you can have that FDIC coverage. You know, nor do they say, you know what, let's split this up because, you know, you want to be covered by FDIC in all of your accounts. No, they're, they're just, they are just there to get as much money, as much cash deposits as they can. So, you know, and for all our listeners who don't know, the way, the way it works, the way the FDIC insurance works is that each account registration is covered up to $250,000. I was just talking with one of my clients about this yesterday. So if you have an account in your name at the bank, it's covered up to $250,000. If your partner has an account in his name at the bank, it's covered up to $250,000. If you and your partner have a joint account in both names, it's covered up to $250,000 per person. So that account is actually covered up to half a million of FDIC protection. So you can effectively have a million dollars in protection using these three account types at the same uh, financial institution. You can check that out on FDIC.gov. Um, but you know, it, this isn't the only place that there are conflicts in the financial system as a whole. The point here is, the point I'm trying to make, is that you need to advocate for yourself because these institutions are not going to advocate for you. you know, it really highlights the need for financial planning, all-encompassing what Brett was saying, financial planning by a fiduciary who is bound by law to have your best interests at the forefront. You know, a fiduciary is held to a standard of conduct and trust above that of a casual business person. And our message here, you know, at Thrive, is to seek advice, seek help from a fiduciary to look at your situation in total help you make the best decisions for yourself when it comes to your finances and investments, including the best way to manage your cash. So give us a call, 215-798-9088. You know, we would love to help you, you know, just help you make the best decisions for yourself. You know, it's a really good point. And my son, you may not know this, Mandy, but my son Joseph is in the VC world and he preached to me, things are pretty boring right now for him. <laughs> but he preached to me that it's your responsibility to understand and know. Advocate for yourself. What you're doing, That's to it. your point. Right. Advocate for yourself. Don't rely on anyone else. Advocate for yourself. So good, good opening point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have to be smart with our cash. So, you know, we can't just put it in the same place, put it in the same bank, put it all in under our mattress without a thought. You know, how much are you holding and where are you holding it? Um, you know, people have gotten soft on yield, too. Not even just where it's at, but just, you know, how much is it actually yielding? Are you looking for the best yields? 
So you're, you know, with the savings accounts, what, 30 basis points, maybe 20 basis points. Three-month Treasury bills as of March 17th, 2023, were 4.51%, and the six-month, 4.62%. You know, those are subject to change, of course. And I'm seeing brokered CDs, too, right around the same yield, slightly less. But I'll tell you, before I sign any of my clients up for those brokered CDs, I'm looking at the financial institutions that are offering them to see, you know, what's what's the strength of that bank. Um Another overlook, you know, often overlooked risk is overly self-insuring. And Jamie Hopkins, he talks about this too. You know, we hold too much cash. We're, you know, we're holding a ton for emergencies and large purchases and retirement. You know, do you really need that much cash? That's where financial planning, that's where it really can help you decide and look at your time horizons, um, the risks. How do you reduce your cash dependencies? How, you know, how can you layer in income streams like Social Security and, and things like that so that you're actually engaging in risk management because holding too much cash, no matter where you hold it, is also a risk. So we're here to help. Like I said, 215-798-9088. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. You start thinking about it right now. They're saying right now, um, when, you, when you factor in inflation... They say the amount of money. Now, you heard us last week talk about credit card debts back. Yeah. But when you have people that are that have the ability to still have the means of having cash, they say there are record amounts of cash right now back in the banks. Reasons being stimulus checks. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going back to uh, employee credits for businesses, PPP loans, $1,400 checks over and over and over, unemployment benefits extended, health care benefits, uh, subsidies that have now continued. So people are having more cash than maybe they used to as well. And additionally, guess what they're getting out of? The stock market. So where you typically put the money when you go into the stock market, into the bank? It's like, why? I want to be safe. Because mm-hmm. the one thing is, and we talk about this all the time, and David talked about it last week, that him and I are both recovered bankers. Um, we're still recovering, by the way. Um, is Mandy, why don't you share with our listening audience to give them even a little bit more confidence related to FDIC and why you may want to consider other options is, not that it always happens, but there's a reason it's written in there. How many years does the FDIC have to pay you back if a bank goes under a receivership? 99 Yeah, yeah, 99 years. years. Yep. 99 <laughs> Years. It's crazy how many people walk into the to the office like I have all my money in the bank. I don't want to lose my money in stock market. So if everything goes out of business, I'll get all my money back. Uh, maybe. Well, what do you mean? You care about FDIC? <laughs> and they're like, yeah. And I go, you've read the, the brochure, right? Like every time you go into the bank and you hear you see the sign FDIC, you understand. That's all we see, by the way. We see the sign on the door. Yeah. Your deposit is FDIC insured. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. They don't tell you. Sometimes the fine it may print. be like maybe it's like. Yeah, I won't even go there. It's all good. But 99 years. Uh, Is that a lot of confidence? Does that mean it's going to happen? No. And if it was never going to happen, why don't they just get rid of the 99-year rule? Start thinking about that. Well, that'll never happen. Then why don't they change the 99-year rule? Right. Because if they want to erase people's anxieties and fears of the banking system... Why do they have to leave the 99-year rule in there then? To me, logically, it makes sense. To be so like, the 99-year rule is what? They can it means, let's say, we just talked about four banks that pretty much just went out of business. Let's say in the devastation of this economy, because the smart people figure out what the other smarter people just did and reestablish new rules, and let's say there's even more of a dramatic run 
in the banking system. Now, realize, not every bank out there is as crazy as First Republic and Silicon Valley dealing with the tech world and all that kind of stuff. And I think that's why we saw a heck of a lot more momentum with those banks than call it your everyday bank. So, to everyone's point, know who the heck you're dealing with at the end right. of the day. Mm-hmm. Just be like, oh, I'm with a bank and I got FDIC insurance. Okay. So, now let's just say you're in an expense. Let's say you're in a, uh, that bank, all they do is lend money to commercial customers that just deal with strip malls and office buildings. Mm, that's risky. That's pretty risky that's right risky. now. Right. Because yep. there's tenants and, and vacancies all over the darn place. How do you think those banks are feeling right now? Or how many people are starting to hand in their keys? Do you know what the portfolio looks like of what your bank's investing in, of the deposits versus lending? Some are more aggressive than others. Hence, First Republic, Silicon Valley mm-hmm. Bank, and all those things. But... So, what the FDIC is really protecting and why they leave it out there is if there's a major run and there's masses of amounts of banks that can happen, it could happen, um, and the government is unwilling to print money, or so many banks are going out of business, they can't give you deposits to uh, freshen up your balance sheet. That's why that 99-year rule is in there. Doesn't give me a whole hell of a lot of confidence, though, because guess what? There's a reason it's in there. That's your contract. That's your insurance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to get it. I'm pretty sure you're going to get it back pretty soon, Mm. but just in case, it may take us 99 years to get it back. So, here's my new Nostradamus thing, like David did. I'm going to air it out there, because if you remember during the 2008, because I I, I was working in the bank, one of the biggest banks in the nation, and literally, client after client after client coming in, can I get 20,000 in cash? Can I get 50,000 in cash? Can I get 100,000 in cash? Can I get 75,000 in cash? Not a cashier's check. Talking about the green stuff. Cash. And what happened out of that? FDIC coverage went from $100,000 back in that crisis up to $250,000. Why? So the banks wouldn't see a run of people pulling out their massive deposits, and all of a sudden, they were allowing them to share up their balance sheets. So my new call is FDIC coverage, my guess is over the next maybe year, you might see it go up to maybe in that 350 to a half million range, just given the state of economy, how much people's wealth have gone up when the biggest bull market in United States history from 2009 to pretty much November of 21, at the end of the day, people's net worths have gone up so much over the, since the last pandemic of 2008. You're going to watch. I believe limits are going to increase to try to give people confidence in the banking system again. So mark this down, 317 St. Patty's Day of 2023. Let's see when those FDIC limits come out. That's good. Good stuff. All right. Good stuff. Roadmap to retirement, the radio show. Good stuff from Mandy Snyder. Thank you very much, Uh, Mandy. Subbing in for David Bazaar and Karen Bazaar, Eric and Mandy, along with Brett Elam. I'm Joe Krause. One more commercial break. Brett's coming up on the other side. A reminder to the listening audience, as we go into this commercial break, there are two, two workshops coming up next week for you to get registered on the Jersey side in Medford and at the William Penn Inn. All you need to do is go to uh, thrivefinancialservices.com, get registered, and get educated. Back in a moment. Back here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Again, thank you very much for tuning in. Brett, 
Elam, Eric Schuster, Mandy Snyder delivering content for you today. And don't forget, if you miss any of our previous shows, uh, go to thrivefinancialservices.com. Not only is the website a wealth of information, you can download and listen to each podcast. You can listen, Brett, to last week's show. If you missed uh, David's letter, um, you can listen in on that. And and, uh, go to our website and get a download of his of, and see all that. Yeah, that's oh. right on the website. Good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you know, and I'm excited. And David, Karen, and I, mm. is, is when we uh, we go for a little R and R every so often. So it's awesome that we got phenomenal colleagues that can fill in, and we don't miss a beat week in and week out. And you know, I heard from both Eric and uh, Mandy, and, and including myself, and I'll wrap the show up uh, today and talking about it. Is what do we pride ourselves on? And it's um, three words we talk about week in and week out: awareness, education, and leadership. Leadership, I hope you're hearing it today. Try to get rid of all the noise. Um, education, if you want to take what we hear and go a little bit deeper, that's why we ask you to give us a call at 215-798-908, just to have that conversation. But what's the most important thing that people miss out there? It's awareness. Like, and that's where, you, where everything starts and stops. So hearing about how you need to dig in more into the insurance companies, hearing how you need to dig in more to the banks, even though you just need to advocate for yourself, as you said a little bit earlier, Krause, and, and before I, I wrap the show up and just pulling all the pieces together, one thing I always want to make our listening audience aware of as well it's still cold out. And while March feels like a little bit like February, and we were just talking about it, it feels good. It's, it's been terrible recently that it's been warm while we're working, and then the weekend comes and it's been cold out again. And nevertheless, it's going to be that way yet again this weekend. And I want to remind our listening audience, and we were talking about a pre-show, you're out of coats. Krause's coat drive. Maybe speak a little bit about that. Yeah, it's, it's the need never stops. The need never stops, and 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 I've come to the realization after 19 years of finally. Um, finally understanding that I'm never going to be able to eliminate the entire problem, but at least I can do as much as I possibly can. And with your help and the support from the listeners and just everyone else, um, we're normally on a, on a, on a winding down time right now. Um, and the, the number of requests that I'm getting right now, um, are increasing right now. So shortage of coats, uh, temperature fluctuation, um, and just to need to have some in prep for one of those nights that may pop up on us. I'm still collecting. You know, you and Heather provided some coats a week ago. Boom, they were gone before. I had them ready to be delivered before I pulled out of the driveway here because I was waiting for them. So I have a list of needs. Um, I'm still going to collect, and I I appreciate you giving me the chance to push it out there. Well, I appreciate it, too, because my wife's a class a shopper and now you've given her a new eye to keep her eye on so literally she delivered delivered everywhere she goes it's like where are the clearance wintered coats and i think she did that two weeks ago and Mm -hmm. i think grabbed every double and triple x that was out there five and ten dollar coats brand spanking new yeah i put them on i'm like are these legit i'm like the zipper work are they insulated it's amazing. So our listening audience, whether it's a gently worn jacket or brand new, my gosh, at all of our, of our local offices in Cherry Hill and Yardley and Fort Washington and Exxon, we'll make sure we have somebody available. More than happy to accept your donations and gladly hand them over to Joe to make sure that they're used in the most appropriate way. So just... Uh, the cold weather doesn't stop. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be new. I know. Slightly worn, yeah, it works for used. me. Sometimes slightly worn um, works for the recipient. 
What's more it? so than the new coat. So appreciate mm-hmm. it, Brett. All right. So uh, make sure we jot down my Nostradamus prediction on FDIC limits being increased. But I want to kind of continue and just wrap today's show up is, is talking about a little things because we talked about insurance companies and Eric talked about that, watching the ratings companies and all those other kind of things. It reminded me. Um, and I'm starting to date myself where I have somebody like Eric, like, I think I was graduating like high school and I'm not even sure he started school yet. I'm like, damn, when did I get old? Aww. But now I can actually remember like 2008 and I started in this market in the late nineties into that first correction out there at the end of the day. And I remember one of the things that dramatically failed the system in 2008, the ratings companies. Yes. Big Moody's. Time. Big time. S&P. I can go on and on and on. Whereas it was a Ponzi scheme, whether where they were paying people off. Hey, right. I really need an A listed on my bond so I can sell it out. Whatever the case may they be. They were being bullied. Yeah. Even. And, and then we sit there. We'll try to educate people just on annuities and different things about it. No, 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 no. Uh, I just deal with the, the A-rated companies. What I'm here to share with you, there are so many different things that you need to look at when you're talking about banks and insurance companies and issuance of bonds and all those things of having even that much more peace of mind. Because ask people back in 2007, 2008, how the, how the rating companies look then. And what has changed to make them bulletproof today? I'd really like to know that answer. So when you start looking about, like, does my insurance company heavily involved in derivatives? If I look at things like Comdex scores, if I look at things like solvency ratios, if I look at things like liquidity ratios, I'm, listening, I'm asking the listening audience because I know you all wanted to be a part-time financial planner in retirement. Have you dug into every single one of those things as you go buy a product? I know the answer is no. And the problem is you're not looking into those things, A, and then B is you're buying a product. We need to be looking for solutions as part of that holistic overall plan. Everybody remember the name, three letters, AIG? That company almost went out of business. So back in 2007, 2008, to Eric's point a little bit, more regulation came down in the insurance world saying insurance companies in the United States only have the ability to invest a certain amount of capital in riskier assets. So here's my next question. Is your insurance company that you have your annuity or life insurance with, are they United States domiciled? Are they European domiciled? Are they Japanese domiciled? Because guess what? Their restrictions are a little bit looser. And that was some of the problem in 2007, 2008 as well. I think of the country of Japan, great country, but they don't have as tight regulations as they have here. So you start looking at, I think of some of the companies that were almost gone out of business in 2000, 2008, 2009. They're still around today, but who were they purchased by? Japanese insurance companies. I wonder if they're going to survive through all this. You need to take the extra steps and advocate for yourself. And if you're not prepared to go all the way, proceed with caution. And it's why there's no better time than the present to work with people that make this their full-time job so that you don't have to make it your part-time job so that you can enjoy retirement. Get peace of mind. Get the security that inevitably that you want and you desire. And it's why you need to advocate for yourself. And there's no better time than today. If, if the purpose of today was to not breed anxiety, depression, or lay right. flat in the sand like an ostrich. Remember, ostriches don't put their heads in the sands. That's not what this show is all about. It's to bring awareness that people and things that you never hear on TV, you never hear on the newspaper, you never hear on the radio, they just say, go buy, 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 buy. Sometimes it might be worth asking, why, 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 why? Because it's important to understand when you look at a whole picture, how does that solution of what's being recommended to me 
why is it in inevitably my best interest to make that part of the overall plan? And is it, I was just going to say, is it part of the plan? That's it. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. Because what do we talk about the clear distinction day in and day out all day long? Investment management and financial planning. And all everybody wants to talk about are the products, the investment management. But my gosh, we've been talking about it for five plus years now, and we're waiting for someone to write the next white paper and listen to the content on our show for the last five and a half years, because people are getting good at that. I think they listen to our show, and then they go write white papers, and they make themselves famous. But in saying all that, my gosh, is there never better a time than the present? It's times like this is where we earn our keep, is when your advisor earns your keep. If you're doing it yourself, it may be time for that second opinion, because I'm seeing people with larger and larger and larger assets that are, guess what they're doing now? They're second-guessing themselves. And then what does it do? It eats you up from the inside out. And guess what? You need to be wealthy. You need to be healthy. And I'm not talking about cancer, heart attack, stroke. I'm talking about the mental health stuff that'll mess you up as well. And it'll steal years off your retirement. You know how COVID put everyone in a freeze and lost years off your retirement? Mental health will do the same darn thing as well. No better time than to give us a call today at 215-798. Nine zero eight eight. That's going to do it for this edition of Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show on behalf of Eric Schuster and Mandy Snyder. And of course, on behalf of David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar and Brett Elam and all of our listeners tuning in this week, we say thank you to you. I'm Joe Krause. See you next week, everybody. Thanks for listening to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show from Thrive Financial Services. If you're like most Americans, you have more questions than you do answers about what to do with your retirement savings. If you have a question about your IRA or your 401k, pension, or other tax-deferred accounts, if you have a question about reducing taxes, generating income, or filing for Social Security, whatever it is, David, Karen, and Brett are here to help. And often your questions can be answered in a simple phone call. Just call 215-798-9088. 215-798-9088. And so you know, no statements made during Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on any such matters. The information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investment, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed here. David Bazaar, Brent Elam, and Karen Bazaar of Thrive Financial Services and Thrive Capital Management are licensed to offer investment advisory services through Thrive Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm, office headquarters located in Fort Washington, and offices of convenience used exclusively for client meetings in Exton, Yardley, and Cherry Hill. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners. If you'd like to learn more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Krause at 267-261-3428. Today's program has been pre-recorded.